0: Hello, my little strangelings. On this podcast, I discuss the world's folklore, myths, legends, and superstition. I explore what these stories meant to the cultures that shared them, the different uses of lore in our modern-day entertainment, and the history of it all. Welcome to Folklore Friday. I'm Megan, and I'm joined by...
1: My name is Chris. And
2: I'm Nick.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and this is actually the first time that Chris and Nick have talked or gotten to know each other. So we've been talking for the past, like, I think an hour because... Oh, wow. They didn't know each yep. other kind of before. I was like, hey, do you want to record this podcast with my friend who's a stranger to you? <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> we've been getting to know
2: each other over video chat, as yeah. everyone is right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So true I do okay something cool that happened because all other than okay not cool this was my last day of work but I'm on standby but you know that happened because it's quarantine but something really cool that happened yesterday it was so cool I was editing and I heard this like drumming I was like, first, I was annoyed. I was like, what the heck? I told Chris to turn the TV down. He knew I was <laughs> editing and recording. Um, but then I realized it wasn't him, and I was hearing it from the window. And so I went to look out the window, and there's this guy, like, in my neighborhood, like, out on a street corner, clearly Native American. He had, like, this drum strapped to him. He was beating it, and then he just was, like, threw his head back and sang the most beautiful, like, chant. Wow. and it. I couldn't believe I was hearing it. I was like, this is a real guy and he's really singing. And this is clearly meaningful to him. I don't know what it meant, but it, it was just, I felt so privileged to see it. I could I couldn't believe it. It, And it was quick. It was only like a couple of minutes. And then he like took his drum off, turned around and like walked back into his house, but he walked all the way to the end of his yard. So he's like standing in the street and it was, I don't know, five o'clock at night. Oh, it was just, it was wow. really moving. Like I was moved to tears because I, I figured that he's doing this in some, because of what's happening right now with the coronavirus and the quarantine. And yeah. cause it was like, he, he went out and was singing loud, loud enough to be heard. And it was, it was just so, it was beautiful and it made me like appreciate, I don't know, just like being still for a moment. And it made me think, uh, I'm really glad that I'm doing this podcast because things like that are what I'm scared people are going to lose. That they're going to lose yep. their culture, that they're going to lose these stories and these practices. That is the main reason I want to do this is I want to give eventually at some point, I want to get more people on here be like, what's your culture? Tell me about it. And all of that. And so ugh, I like, I don't want to get emotional, but it made me cry. and It made me grateful that I'm doing this. And I, it was like a good reminder of why I like this topic I guess it was so cool it was like it was one of the coolest things I've ever seen
2: sorry I um there's like a bunch of bees in the yard and they're <laughs> making a nest in the window frame oh, no. and so I just I just closed a window because my dad's outside <laughs> and like I trapped a bee in the window and I heard him like bee oh, no. and I was like oh sorry and oh, I like oh, opened oh, it back up and it blew oh. off <laughs> sorry
0: it's so- because they're disoriented, and you're like, "No, no, go this way! Don't come inside! <laughs> like, yeah. You don't want to be here!" <laughs>
2: like, trust me, there's nothing in the house that you want.
0: Yeah, <laughs> especially a bee. Um, yeah. Okay, babe. Nick is the one that was on the phone when Governor Ingsley. Said, "All right, we're shutting everything down." And then he's yep. the same one that was like, "Okay, guys, I gotta go. I gotta go to the dispensary." <laughs> like,
2: yeah, I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> they're gonna lock down the whole state. Everything that's like non-essential is gonna close." I was like, "I need to go buy weed right <laughs> now." <laughs> and I'm on the phone, we're, like talking about like the geology quiz we're gonna take. And yeah, we're like going over things and like answering questions. And I was like, "Guys, I gotta go." Like, we can be on the phone, but like. Uh, I will just answer your questions and drive.
0: Yeah and then you did you put it like on your little hands-free device and I just thought I was like this is a very strange situation very unique thing that I'm witnessing right here because you're just driving along like answering questions about tectonic plates like on your way to get weed (laughs) before you might not be able to get weed because we're in a crisis and I was like. This is very historical.
2: And (laughs) And meanwhile, before, like, while I'm walking to the car, I'm texting people, like, do you need me to buy you some? Because, like, I'm uh, going to go and, like, there might be a line. And when I get there, there's, like, a line, like, going down the block. And
0: I'm like, okay.
2: And all for nothing. (laughs) All for nothing. They're still open. They're
0: still open. I bet they made a bunch that day, though.
2: (laughs) They're essential. I mean, I had no idea that weed shops, like, recreational would still be essential.
0: Well, people use it to like de stress and for like medicinal uses. I'm fine with people getting high, especially right now. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. yeah, but like, stay I, inside. <laughs>
2: get high.
0: <laughs> I told Keep Chris through. that story, and uh, after we got off the phone, he he rarely laughs like out loud, like really hard. But he was like, ah good for them and like he's like that's great and and he showed us he flipped his phone around he's like you guys look and it was just that one the one that I went to for like um sleeping cbd and it was just like all the way out to like the corner and the road I I another
1: friend from Fred meyer who did the same thing as soon as he heard that, that he went he went and said that that it was around the corner like yeah, the line and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he yep. said he bought more than he had ever bought in a single time.
2: <laughs> yeah, seriously, I was like, "How much money do I have? How much can I buy right now?" <laughs> like financially, <laughs> like, bought a lot, but yeah, it, it didn't last that long.
0: Oh, I, I heard hammering, and I was like, "Is it the Indian man?" But no, it's just somebody fixing their house. I was like, "Is he singing? It's, it's five o'clock, like." <laughs> I was hoping it was going to be a daily thing.
2: Oh, that'd be great. Every day at five.
0: It's just hammering. No, that's hammering.
2: That's that's against wood, that
1: sound.
0: (laughs) I just really wanted to make sure. With the, I like kind of doing these a little bit longer intros because this is kind of a unique situation that we're in as far as like the coronavirus and the quarantine. Chris was working at the theater. The theater's been shut down, but he also had a part-time job at Fred Meyer, but luckily it's a grocery store. So they've been offering more hours, but, um, so now, so you said that they're it's not mandatory that you wear masks, but it's heavily suggested.
1: Yeah. It was mandatory for like two days. (laughs) And then I think maybe they got some backlash from employees who didn't want to do it. And Mm. so it's, uh, highly encouraged is what they call it that people wear masks and they're, and they have them offering them to all of us employees now to use whenever we like
0: that's cool one thing that chris pointed out the last time we went grocery shopping it's just it's funny now because now i see it a lot if you see couples shopping and or just out and about and one of them has a mask but the other one doesn't it's like that defeats the purpose. If you get it, you're going to get your partner sick. So why? Yeah, I mean, assuming, why?
1: assuming they're taking their mask off when they get home or whatever. Right.
0: Yeah. It's not like, yeah, are they true. staying, keeping their mask <laughs> on? And then the worst is when, um, cause we saw As he coughs. Yeah. <laughs> <As I> cough. <laughs> cause we saw this one couple and they had like the, what's the, the actual mask that can, the N95. So there's a couple, they both had them. But only the man had it on, and then she had hers pulled down underneath her chin, and it was like she was in a crowded grocery store. And we we're like, "Why would you wear it but not oh, use uh, it?" Like it was for
1: the most part. It's though, a It's a good thing that more people are wearing it. It helps on some level.
0: Yeah, it was just kind of oh, but here's the best thing I saw at the grocery store. I don't know how to explain this to listeners, but okay, so I was shopping <laughs> and I saw a woman walking with her arms. All, all the way extended at her side like this fully extended and she was walking with them held out for the purpose of don't come in my bubble like here's my yeah. six feet but she was walking really fast and so people were kind of like like trying <laughs> <like, laughs> like, to out of the way you of her arm it. it was she was just walking like and just deadpan face Oh man, like I should have gotten a video. I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. It was.
2: That's it was, great. Was, I <laughs> saw a video of someone walking down like Slugger the hand. sidewalk in the city and he's wearing this hat that like makes it has like all of these like. Wires that like go out, and so like no one can get near him within six feet in any direction, and like people are walking around him and stuff, and like having to step into the road. And I was like, that works, I guess.
0: Well, was he an old guy? Because if that's the case, like more power to you, like.
2: Totally. No, he was about my age. So, (laughs) like in his twenties.
0: That's great. Yeah.
1: how as there
0: okay all right so let me pull up my notes here okay so we all watched the documentary vampire island is that did you get a chance to watch that
2: i didn't i totally spaced okay sorry okay.
0: <laughs> dang it you would have loved it it's so good
2: uh, i'm going to watch it for my own value later okay cuz
0: chris uh, i was like you got to make chris watched it today <laughs> so nice well we'll give like a brief kind of Summary on it, but it it was really good. It went over kind of like basic vampire lore and some significant like grave sites that were found with corpses with like multiple stakes in them. And so it was, it had like an archaeological, archaeological, thank you, (laughs) archaeological, basic
2: European (laughs) vampire lore.
0: Yeah, like just mostly in in Europe. But there was one guy, his name is. Didn't
2: that also come to the United States as well, like around the same time?
0: Yeah, there's a, there's a gravestone found in Rhode Island that says, where are my notes? Um, it says something like, it refers to the, um, the vampire consumption got him, basically. And it's this, yeah. it's this gravestone. And so you can see right there that they, the link of consumption of, of TB to this idea and concept of of being a vampire, and so TB being
2: tuberculosis,
0: tuberculosis is correct. Yeah,
2: yeah. So uh, I went to a uh, a lecture on like historical vampire lore. Kind of, it was like debunking. Like, it, I think it, the title was like "Real Vampires in History," and it was uh, talking a lot about how like it was um a mass confusion of like misunderstanding like why people are like not really dead but they assume that they're dead and then they bury them Mm -hmm. but they're not really like dead dead and they come back and they're like they're not coming back to life they're just like waking
0: they never died yeah
2: (laughs) yeah in a coffin like six feet down and then people would like dig up these bodies and they're like halfway through rigor mortis and so the body changes in a way that like we didn't really understand at the time and so it like looked really like they were alive almost and they were like bleeding and stuff and they're like your face gets like really tight so they're like smiling and stuff
0: yeah and so
2: people were really freaked out and they would they would dig up bodies and stake them through the heart
0: yeah that yeah. was like yeah
1: you're right on par that's basically all that that video was covering yeah <laughs> yeah i mean a lot of it too wasn't even just that they're burying people while they were still alive it's that that no they didn't have a good understanding of how these bodies were would decay and how rigor mortis is yeah. not a permanent thing that yeah. it, it does go away eventually and what happens if someone's buried and the once the rigor mortis goes away is that their body then starts to move and settle in the coffin. And then they would hear Mm -hmm. that happening. And of course it sounds like someone's moving because they are literally moving because their body is now settling after the rigor mortis has been done taking effect. And yeah, those things like you're saying with the pulled back skin, because when all of the, basically all of the hydration that the body has goes away and you get dried up and then your face gets tight and and smooth and then because of that because your face is tightening up the hairs that were already in there push out and so it looks like those hairs were growing
0: same with the fingernails oh. that idea that your hair grows and your nails grow after you die is like a wife's tail they're the yeah. same length but everything like Yeah, everything
1: tightens up so everything those hairs and nails get pushed out further and even look and even start to curl because that's how far they were in and so it looks like they they have these claws and stuff like that Mm -hmm. because then they would go to unbury them and it was pretty common practice to bury someone right away within 24 hours and then dig them up later in order to take the bones at a much later date once they've decayed and everything and take the bones and put them into different ritualistic settings. Like a mausoleum, you know, a mausoleum or like a, like, and, um, yeah, thing, like a
0: family thing. Yeah. um them like a family grave site or something. And so sometimes yeah. when they
1: dig them up, it's not bones and they're still just sitting there looking like this.
0: Like a raisin. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like been, yeah, with yeah. new hair and long fingernails.
2: Live. Yeah.
0: And, um, but something that you were mentioning how they would sometimes bury people when they were still alive. So there's um, the concept of a graveyard shift. That was something that people, it was their job to be in the graveyard at night because Uh if somebody was buried alive, what they would do is they would tie like a string on their finger and then attach that to a bell that was above the grave. And then people could ring the bell. And so there was a thought that, you know, people were still alive. And so the reason people could hear rigor mortis, like or somebody shifting is because they were there at night. No no families were mourning, you know, there wasn't activity going on. So they were able to hear these bodies. And since it was a common practice for to dig them up, instead they'd open it up and see this like monstrous looking thing. And so it was really yeah. easy to think why these people thought that because they didn't know, they just didn't understand. <laughs> and sorry, I was good. And then sometimes also what happens during decomposition is you people like corpses will have blood come out of their mouth. Yep. And then other times they'll, their stomachs will bloat up. And so it yep. looks like they have a full belly and they have, and their you know, blood They've is coming out. Blood. And so it's so easy to see how these conclusions were made.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then that's in that same video, it talks about how not only were they misunderstanding these Clues that the body was giving in in these cues that it was dead and (laughs) decaying, but that they would also assume people were vampires before they Mm. died because of certain clues like tuberculosis, because tuberculosis would give these tall tale signs of looking pale and jaunt, you know, looking like a (laughs) vampire and something that's commonly happens with tuberculosis is you cough up blood. So they're coughing up blood and it, oh it must be from them having just recently drank someone else's blood and so then people yeah. would get suspicious of these individuals and then when those people would die usually of the tuberculosis that they had that supposedly yeah. made them a vampire then they would do these vampire you know
0: staking yeah like things ritual staking. to make sure
1: they stayed in the coffin
0: yeah. Um. And so, okay. So there's this guy, this archaeologist. His name is Hector Williams, and he found there was one initially that he found of this corpse, and it but it was inside the walls of this structure, and it had, uh, I think, I think it was three like stakes, and they were like not they were like really driven in there to the point where the corpse was nailed to the coffin so one it would like because in and then he yeah so they and then as he kept digging they found more bodies and this was in greece and it's the island of lesbos but also otherwise known as lesbos (laughs) Oh. Which is a real thing. That's nice. No, that term, Kate, like on another note, I'm making, I'm I'm accurately citing my sources. Okay. On that note, another thing that happened on the island, it was just a bunch of women and they decided that they didn't want men around. And so that's, yeah, that's where the term came from with, with lesbos, but also lesbos and lesbian. But so they found Yeah, they found multiple graves, but some of the graves, like, they weren't in the heart. There were stakes that were, like, you know, around the body because, I don't know, they didn't want to get the heart. But for, it was for the purpose of keeping that person in the coffin and not coming, and not coming back. Um, (laughs) The guy, though, like, it's interesting because they, there was a lot of interviews with this archaeologist, and his cadence was very weird like it looked like it sounded like he was reading off a teleprompter even though he was in the middle of this like dig site and he's like and over here we found this blah 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 and then blah 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 he had
1: something uh, memorized is what (laughs) happened
0: yeah because it's hard (laughs) it's like
1: yeah word for word memorized
0: (laughs) it's hard to be on camera when you're not like a performer or a reporter and so I so get that, but when Chris was watching him, yeah, because he started saying, "He's like, man, there's something about this guy where he's just really into what he was saying. Like, it's the most important discovery in the world. Like, tell <laughs> yeah. him so what you were saying." To his <laughs> own horn
1: over there. Well, yeah, no, I mean, he he had made some discoveries, and certainly, but he was he was very very proud of what he did, uh, <laughs> and it and I get being proud of what you do is fine, but yeah. to an extent where it was like okay we're not making world changing <laughs> discoveries here maybe ease Use it back like a little bit yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> oh god
0: it was good though but there's also like so in Greece off of um, the island of, of Lesbos there's like another name I have to find it because I don't want to just keep saying that word <laughs> Miscellini. I don't know. I think that's it. Like, so, so there's like close to the town of Miscellini. There's this small island that's not really inhabited. There was once a building there, but he believes that that island is just a graveyard completely, and that it's filled with suspected vampires because the belief was that they can't cross saltwater, and so some were oh. were buried like in the town, but then some of them were rowed out to this remote island so that they could bury them all there and not worry about the town being in danger, basically. Wow. Just kind of crazy. And, uh, Oh man, you got to watch it. It's so good. Okay. Vampire Island. There's one that, okay. There's a town. They showed this village in Southwest Romania. I think it's called Crayboia. And okay. So I'm going to read this off. Authorities call, called into the village of Crayova. I'm
1: Crayova. Cause they're cray cray.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so much for our romanian <laughs> listeners <laughs> sorry just no. this one small town just this, you know, it's a bear it's a small village and it is rural okay this was in 2004 to give um context So authorities called into this village because six villagers impaled the body of a recently deceased member of their family. They believe he had turned into a vampire after death. The family members believe that he was coming coming into their homes at night and feeding on them while they slept. This was within our lifetime. I was a freshman in high school when this happened. Okay, and you see these, oh my God. I like, that was the most kind of like shocking thing of it because they were talking about this is still a real belief for some people, like kind of old world values and, and belief systems. um, And so what they, oh, so you see these like interviews of these people that they, they don't even look like they're from 2004. They look like, I don't know. They're from the late 1800s, like just very rural in these like tiny little things like, they're, you know, farmers are probably like really hardworking people, but um, mm-hmm. they showed like this daughter and she was, they had like a translator. Um, kind of like dubbing what it was she was like a
2: saying.
0: Kind of, yeah. And she was just <laughs> talking about how she she felt sick all the time, and she felt like her life was being like drained out of her. And people in the village saw her, and she's like, "They saw me. They saw that I looked pale." And oh, and so her. Family. Oh, like no. All the men in the family, there was like this, her dad who's like an old looking guy, this like old looking guy. He was like holding up this pitchfork and he was like, we used this pitchfork and I ripped the heart out and then no. they burnt the heart and then the family took the ashes and they made a tea and then they all drank it. <laughs> Isn't that insane? Like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it was like, and they were just talking about it. Like, yep. And then the girl was just like, oh yeah, drinking, and I felt so much better. Like, and it was just, it it was, it was real. This was a reality to these people. It was so, it was so crazy. What did you think about that?
1: Wow. That it was cray cray.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's like, well, (laughs) because when I asked Chris, I kind of got a little... Too much into the um, mechanics, and and I said, okay, wait. They dug him up. How did they get his heart out with a pitchfork? And yeah,
1: that sounds tough. Yeah,
0: (laughs) it just sounds like they set
1: of ribs there.
0: Just sounds like they mutilated him.
1: Jacked it all up. I don't. And you were like, how did they do it without mutilating him? I was like, I don't think they're worried about that part anymore. (laughs) No.
0: But isn't that because in that case it was just their belief. They, yeah, well,
1: they said they immediately felt better after eating the ashes or Yeah. drinking the ashes.
2: Well, I think there's something to be said about a placebo effect. Indeed.
0: Yes, I completely agree. But in this case, no one was standing by the grave. Nobody heard his body moving. Obviously he wasn't embalmed. Um, yeah. But at the same time, it was just their their belief system their their folklore that made them think i'm sick and that's why and everyone in my family agrees probably just needed a new mattress
1: mattress.
0: (laughs) (laughs) maybe they shouldn't be sleeping on a little straw yeah yeah then then you won't feel so bad at night and
2: yeah seriously you won't wake up feeling kind of sickly not so great
0: yeah and i don't know if like it must not be I mean, the authorities were called in. And so you see these like kind of Romanian police come into this village and you see this kind of doctor looking guy kind of taking tests for the purpose of telling them, yeah, this guy's dead. You're like, you're fine. Like, he's dead, dead. And it was just it was crazy. And I couldn't believe what I was watching. <laughs> oh <my goodness. laughs> but like Romania, modern day Romania was Transylvania. So of all the places yep. in the world for this to like really cling to. That makes sense there's also there's like a big following of these um kind of like gypsy witch witches romanian witches that if like people will go to them and pay them to do whatever and so that's still like this is this it's is alive
2: in a lot of cultures yeah going going to a specific person to have your fortune told or for them to like not only like predict things, but like heal things that modern medicine doesn't like really understand Mm -hmm. or like maybe just doesn't give any thought to. And I think those people are doing a service, you know, I think they're giving out peace of mind a lot Mm -hmm. of the time or giving like help with like direction or, um, having closure and stuff like that. So I think there is a certain aspect of that being helpful, but Maybe not when it gets in the way of, or when it causes hysteria and it gets in the way of like everyday life and rationale and like just logical thinking.
0: Mm -hmm. And I think like, I think that there's within that world, there's good and there's bad. There's people that really do want to help. And then there's other people that are like,
2: I'll do that if you give me
0: $500, you know? And so like, that's where it's like, "Eh, yeah, we gotta be careful, but yeah. If it helps someone, that's fine. As long as they're not being taken advantage of, you know, cause there's yeah. like, there's a degree of like those that claim to have, you know, psychic abilities that help people. And then there's like the TV psychics, like who in here has lost someone. That's half your audience. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah like, stuff yeah. like and that it
2: might be like really damaging rather than helping.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, did uh, you-
2: on uh, kind of on that note and a total segue, um, Uh, who was the really good magician? Um, Houdini? He, like, God, he was known for, like, getting out of street jackets and stuff. Houdini? Houdini. Houdini was, like, a big um, debunker of the supernatural.
0: Yeah, he was, which is crazy. That was, like, half of
2: his career was just, like, debunking people who were trying to tell you, like, oh, your relatives are here and speaking to you and stuff. And he's like, no, this person is a, a sham. Like, they're complete calling artists. They're just taking your money. Yeah. And, like, I, I think that that was also doing a service.
0: Mm-hmm. He went after um, table turners, which is, like, yeah. a, you know, like, people that would give psychic greetings. But there was one woman in particular that had a very lucrative career. I don't remember her name, but they had... A lot. There was like legal things that went on because she was making a lot of money and he was just trying to get it like you're you're praying off of people that have lost someone. And, and now
2: you're taking money from them.
0: Yeah. And and he was saying, like, I'm here to entertain people. People know what I'm doing isn't real, but I'm
2: and I'm telling them that it's not magic. Exactly. It's, just, it's an illusion.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. complete tangent.
0: Complete. Yeah, it's like tangent. Vampire Island, or yeah, um, want to continue with your. (laughs) One thing I wanted to say. uh, Have you seen? I only want to ask. Like, have you seen Tiger King on Netflix? Yes. Okay. It's really easy to talk a lot about it, but in the beginning, where it wasn't um, Joe Exotica, Exotica, but the other guy. Exotic. Doc Joe Exotic Exotica. <laughs> <laughs> like
2: exotica Josephina Exotica is a different <laughs> cat yeah. Oh his shop was full of
0: exotica. <laughs> no, but exotica, the guy
2: Erotica.
0: Yeah. Doc <laughs> Doc Atlantic. Was that his name? The other, Doc Antle. Doc Antle. Antle. So I was just watching I didn't see all of the Doc Antle stuff, but when oh. somebody explained, like, oh, he practices scientific mysticism. And I was talking to Chris. I was like,
2: oh,
1: no, he's a doctor. He has a doctor. Oh, a doctor, doctor. Yeah, that's where he gets the doctor from. <laughs>
0: and I asked he Chris. He has a
2: degree in scientific oh, my. mysticism. And I asked Chris. He was, has a practice. That's
0: crazy. <laughs> but I asked Chris. I was like, what the heck is that? And he said, "Uh, it's code for cult. <laughs> like,
2: yes. <laughs> yeah. That and his five wives.
0: Yeah. yeah. And ugh,
2: ugh. we were all virgins when he met them. And just, yeah, it forces them to uh, get boob
1: jabs and stuff.
0: That's so messed up. Anyway, that's another tangent. Um, let's hear from Chris because I gave him the topic of different vampires from different cultures, not just Europe.
1: Uh, yeah, sure. I can just jump right into it. Uh, I won't be covering all different types of vampires from all over the world because there's numerous, <laughs> numerous ones, and I I sort of focused in on a few that I thought were fairly interesting. So uh, we'll just we'll work off of that. One of the most interesting I found was uh, the one that I'm hoping I say correctly, but it's a, the Yongxi, which is a Chinese vampire, but it's also, in essence, also a zombie which zombies and vampires are pretty closely related as far as most of the world is concerned. It's really about this reanimated corpse coming back to life and then feeding on individuals, right? In whatever manner that is. So one of the most interesting things about this Zhongqi is it's known as the hopping vampire or hopping zombie.
0: What? Which
1: is that it hops around <gasps> because of the rigor mortis is still fully uh posed in their body that they have stiff arms and stiff legs and their arms are straight out like i would think oh of a God, zombie of this. right and Please? then so they scary. they hop around to just bouncing to get at people in order to
0: that's terrifying. feed and get at them. <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah. That would be the scariest movie. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's way scarier than it
2: just like appearing places and stuff. Like yeah. jumping
1: at them. And it's, you not like, even, like, <laughs> it's not even arms it's arms outstretched. Out, ooh. So you know it's like think of your old old school day of the dead type zombies but, hopping. but hopping at you. <laughs> And looking so looking pale and lifeless and all all, all that good stuff with it. Ooh. So what they believe that they, this came from, the genesis of it, is uh, that it was a number of different things that could have happened to create these hopping vampires, hopping zombies. And uh, one of the most prevalent is the use of supernatural arts to resurrect the dead. And oh. it wasn't necessarily a bad thing when they were doing this, so This was often used, say, uh, if a person died far away from home, they are transported back close to their home to be buried there. And if you're a bit poorer, transporting them isn't something you can really (laughs) afford to do. So then you would have a spiritual person uh, then do this resurrection of your dead relative and have them hop back home.
0: That could backfire. <laughs> <laughs> like, Great. say that's real, and it's just like, oh, I got to fix it. I'll just bring them back to life for a while.
2: Like, yeah. like we'll just dig a grave in the backyard with the rest of the family members, and <laughs> hopefully they'll come back It'll and pop in. He'll just hop, in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just and hop his night, way back. So
1: the, these priests would do this, and they would transport the bodies only at night, and they would ring... Uh, bells to notify others in the vicinity of their presence because it was considered bad luck of a living person to set eyes upon one of these Jiangxi. Oh my God. Uh, so, the That'd origin stories of that in particular, as I, I'll go into other ways that they might become this hopping zombie, but the one where it was then these priests who would bring them back to life came from a very real thing, which is that they would transport these bodies uh, from far away. And the way that they did that, they would be arranged upright in single file and tied to long bamboo rods Mm -hmm. on the sides, while two men, one in front and one in the back, would carry the ends of the rods on their shoulders and walk. And so when bamboo flexed up and down, the corpses would appear to be hopping Uh, in unison uh, when viewed from a distance away.
2: So if you can picture this, just this
1: long bamboo rod with a bunch of corpses that were upright attached to it and two men, one in front and back, carrying it and just these corpses bouncing up and down. And so this is where this hopping zombie legend really originated from. Uh, That is
0: scarier than any Dracula thing I've ever seen. (laughs) I'm impressed though because it only took
2: two of them to carry what i mean maybe like five bodies <laughs> right. or something
0: and like those are heavy yeah <laughs> yes. must have been big dudes
1: so that that is the most uh, prevalent Holy way that sheep. these these hopping zombies, hopping vampires are created, which is that these priests would resurrect them. And really the origins of that is from actual transporting of bodies from one place to another in order to get them back home to be buried. Another okay. thoughts then started to find their way into how this was happening, which includes the spirit possession of a dead body, uh, corpses that would absorb enough uh, yang chi to return to life and yang ying and yang of that good and bad. And it was like considered this particular energy and Qi is energy in uh, Chinese culture that it would absorb this type of Qi and then would bring it back to life.
0: Oh, I just Ah. looked at a picture. It's like a painting. It's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> the arms are straight out. Ooh.
1: Uh, a, I got to uh, look one up now. A very specific <laughs> and interesting one is that the dead person is not buried even after a funeral has been held. And the corpse comes to life after it is struck by a bolt of lightning. What? <laughs> or. That'll do it. Or when a pregnant cat or a black cat in some tales leaps across the coffin. Pregnant or black cat <laughs> leaps across <the> a <laughs> coffin, creating this creature.
0: That's some power. That's
1: wild. And uh, wow. other ones include a person's soul fails to leave their deceased body due to improper death, suicide, or just wanting to cause trouble.
0: Wait, like they're a troublemaker in life, and then they yeah. die, and it's like yeah. now they're <laughs> they're coming back, creating more trouble. Uh,
1: and so, if anybody, a, a person injured by one of these zhangxi is infected with the zhangxi virus and gradually changes into one over time and this is also a very prevalent vampire type thing if you're bitten by a vampire you become one and so this is is something that the chinese vampire has a a strong uh, inclination towards
2: wow
1: So some great ways that also about these ones, they have a number of ways in which you can defeat these particular hopping vampires. Um, They don't like mirrors. Um, A mirror is the essence of liquid metal. It is dark on the external, but bright inside, whatever that means. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: Interesting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but these something. but
1: these hopping zombies are said to be afraid of their own refre- reflections which i thought was particularly interesting being that of a very sort of western european uh, look at vampires as well a rooster's yeah. call would also scare these ones and part of that was that <laughs> the sun would be coming up soon so they would be they're also afraid of the sun That's Uh, great. Some other quick ones include fire, which almost, I don't know, you burn something. That seems good. Hooves of a black donkey. (laughs) Vinegar. A handbell. Thread stained with a concoction of black ink. Chicken blood and burnt talisman. That's specific. Blood of a black dog. (laughs) Axe broom. (laughs) Holding one's breath.
2: (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh dropping a bag of coins because the junkie would then have to count the coins
0: that's my favorite look at nick's it face he's never like, heard that before
1: concerned. Uh, there's like, a few oh. others i thought that the uh another really interesting one was that items made of wood from a peach tree because <laughs> the peach tree is the essence of the five elements and it can uh, subjugate evil auras and deter evil spirits. So wow. if you ever need to defeat something evil, get a hold of a peach wood tree. from a peach oh. tree and make yourself
2: some sort of useful tool.
0: It's not like, OK, and get a
2: bag of coins
0: Um, in Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> there's like a moment where he's at this like tree and the like turtle guy says like, oh, you found the sacred tree. and he goes. And his mouth is full of peaches. Yeah. he goes, I thought it was just a peach tree. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I see you have found a sacred peach tree of heavenly wisdom. Oh, is that what this is? I am so sorry. I thought it was just a regular peach tree. Tree.
0: Well, maybe they they added that in there like a peach tree because it has like significance to the culture oh that's cool
2: uh,
1: so i mean that that's one's great. just great that we could spend so much time on that one but I, i'm just gonna move forward and hit hit a couple more here for, for us in australia uh, an Australian Aboriginal mythology this their vampire is called the yarama yahoo
0: yarama yahoo
1: yarama yahoo thank you megan and according to legend, the creature resembles a little frog-like man with red skin, a very big head, and a large mouth with no teeth and suckers on the ends of its hands and feet.
0: Oh, you gotta look up a picture. <laughs>
1: it is one of the look craziest looking creatures you'll ever see.
0: Oh my god. That was and,
1: um
0: Y A R A M A Y H A W H O. I only know how to say that because it was at the beginning of the documentary.
1: So the Yarama- Oh, look at
0: look at Nick's face. He just <laughs> the scary.
1: Yeah. The Yar- say it again.
0: Yarama Yahoo.
1: Yarama yahu is said to live in fig trees. Uh, and instead of hunting for food, it is described as waiting for an unsuspecting traveler to oh rest under the tree. The creature then drops down and uses its suckers that are in its hands and feet to drain the victim's blood. Jeez. <laughs> After that, it swallows the person, drinks some water, and then takes a nap.
2: <laughs> well sorry, deserved. I'm That's sorry. a well yes. deserved nap.
1: Swallows the person, drinks some water, and takes a nap. <laughs>
0: to when, emphasize that.
1: <laughs> when it awakens, it's not done. When it awakens after its <gasps> sweet little nap, it <laughs> regurgitates the victim, leaving them shorter than before. What? <laughs> The victim's skin also has a reddish tint to it that it didn't have before.
2: Uh, it repeats
1: this process several times at length, and the victim is transformed into a new, say it, Megan,
0: Yadame Yahoo.
1: Themselves. So it's really a process so the, the then again, again. turns uh, into one. Yeah, so it's again this like this vampire type thing turns other people into mm. other people. Vampire type things like this.
2: Okay.
1: Uh, and, but according to legend, these are only active during the day and only targets living prey. So playing dead is something that you can do and wait until sunset. And it is said to ah. only hunt during the day and is offered a, this as a deploy to avoid attack.
0: Sorry. So if you feel like oh. you might,
1: you need to play dead and wait until sunset because this is a
2: day vampire.
0: I was trying to get a screenshot and you, I disappeared it. Hold on.
2: So I, it only gets people if they're sleeping during the day under under a tree. fig tree. Yeah, under a fig tree. Oh, it's not going to work. <laughs> all right. Wow. I wonder what caused this belief. It is yeah. very different. Yeah. The ways.
0: frog yeah. thing.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay.
0: Are there a lot of frogs in Australia? Living in a There's tree all sorts
1: as of well. terrible Creatures that'll get you. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Maybe yeah. <laughs> is that. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, that one was great, incredible. Uh, we can move right along. So the, I'm not sure how to say this one at all. I don't
0: know on that the, one, sorry. It's
1: A-Z-E-M-A-N. This is the Ozyman vampire, is a vampire from uh, Suriname in South America, north of Brazil. This Ozyman can transform into a bat, which is pretty interesting. And according to some myths, uh, the Osman can actually shape-shift into many creatures. So this vampire is a living vampire that is most often described as a woman vampire. Yes. She can walk during <laughs> the day and is not distinguishable from humans. So basically they just they look like an everyday woman, but at night she becomes a blood sucking creature. So the South American myths about this say say that the vampire is obsessed with counting, much like European vampires in this. And you can protect yourself by placing a broom across your door so that the uh, Ozymin will have to count the bristles before entering.
0: I love it. So going, <laughs>
1: going off of the counting, protecting yourself thing, uh, throwing seeds outside doors and windows will also delay uh, the Ozymin from entering the home. And if you scatter enough seeds then they'll be preoccupied and sit until sunrise when it will return to a human female then revealing the identity of this vampire. That's uh, my favorite! Revealing the human identity of it, right? So then you're like, oh, Jessica, you, you, you're you an Aussie man, you gotta get out of here.
2: <laughs> yeah, you just wake up and you're gonna make and then, coffee and breakfast, you see yeah. someone counting seeds, like a woman counting seeds out in front of your house, and you're like, Oh! That's who you are. There's
1: a, there's a note about this. And I, I don't, it just, this just seems to make sense to me. But if the living vampire is killed in its human woman form, the Ozzyman is also killed. So. Oh,
2: so they're just killing women, counting seeds. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh no! So if you're
1: a woman trying to plant a garden, <laughs> How uh, many be seeds careful. Do I have? Bring yeah. a friend. <laughs> <laughs> so, Shit.
0: I just looked up some uh, images, and there's quite a few voluptuous drawings of this. Oh, as there would be. <laughs> yeah. Like her hips are bigger than they should be. <laughs> uh,
1: another <laughs> quick one it? for Brazil <laughs> is the jar is so many a's in it
0: here i'll tell you real quick how to spell it it's a-z-e-m-a-n
1: but the new the one i'm talking about now is j-a-r-a-r-a-c-a and this is another vampire of brazil but i'm not going to go into much on this one but it's interesting because this is a vampire typically appears as a snake uh, and it drinks the milk and blood of sleeping women
0: what oh 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 yeah yeah
1: which is uh, essentially just sounds like a snake to me that is biting breasts
0: (laughs) 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 that's what that sounds like yeah (laughs) so okay i have to i have to wonder so let's see in europe it's like bats so, is right. it? So, that must be because there's bats. And in Brazil, I mean, this one is
1: believed that it could transform into. Oh, okay. A bat
0: but in as well. all of these areas, do they have to, like, these animals have to be prevalent, right? Like, I'm assuming that there's snakes and right. Brazil. Right. Snakes
1: and things that don't, like, they, I mean, snakes don't drink blood, right? But
0: right. it kind of right.
1: looks like that when they're
0: the piercing
1: someone and and then blood is coming out of these two holes, and you can assume.
0: I wonder yeah. if there's...
1: And a- even vampire bats, though, are actually very, very small.
0: They're as tiny, far as tiny. the size
1: of bats can be. Fruit bats are the largest ones, and people usually assume those are like the vampiric bats. But
0: No, the... Yeah. Vampire bats but are very, like, very tiny. They're like tiny. Feet, like yeah. a hamster. And they just come off
2: you. You almost wouldn't even feel it. And then they bite you. I watched a video one time on... I think it was Animal Planet, and I was quite young, but I remember it very vividly. And because they had someone sit in a cave in a chair with, like, these cameras, Mm -hmm. they would, like, watch them. And this person sitting there for the purpose of being bitten by a vampire bat. And they just let it happen, but they said they barely felt it. And even though they said the worst part was when you did feel it, because what it does is it bites you. Then it sticks its tongue really far into yeah. your flesh to drink out of you through its tongue. Yeah. I
0: mean, like, perhaps to evolution. That's a great design. <laughs> I don't want it to happen to me, but...
2: No. So, Ugh. Brazil
1: has a lot of vampires. They have another one. Uh, it's the little is a vampire from Brazilian folklore. And this vampire preys mostly on women. The the vampire does not actually kill its victims, but it draws small amounts of blood from the victims. After the attack, the woman would begin to show, I like this one, (laughs) nymphomaniac tendencies.
0: Wait.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah. They're just explaining away something. Uh huh. So after the attack, (laughs) the
1: women would begin to show nymphomaniac tendencies. It's said that the creature was created by witchcraft or from parents. Who were improperly cohabitating?
0: Wait. Okay. So, Is like affairs, people are that are um, like living people in sin.
1: Living basically? in sin, I think, not not marry or shouldn't be living together, and but they were oh, improperly then they cohabitating Yeah, and that yeah, it would they're... create this creature. So there are some stories that say uh, that this creature was more connected with werewolves than vampires. But they of, they like, would, feed it, it would the turn head. into this yeah. thing, yeah, and that this Brazilian vampire is described as a small, stumpy, hunchback, monkey-like being.
2: <laughs>
1: and it it had a yellow face, bloodless lips, black teeth, a bushy beard, and plush-covered feet.
0: There is not as many pictures which on you can imagine it, it, looks,
1: it would look in a way a bit more I think werewolf ish yeah, uh, yeah, but in order to destroy totally. this creature you you needed to cut it with steel, but one had huh. to be careful not to touch the blood because it was thought to be very fatal
0: oh that's mm. very specific, huh that
2: is very very uh werewolf, yeah, the whole, like um steel blade and whatnot.
0: <laughs> We're just like so anytime a woman showed a sexual drive
2: she must
1: have been she
0: bit. must have been bit by something supernatural because that's not normal like my her parents aren't married <laughs> yeah or or your parents <laughs> are living in sin well that's not <laughs> fair <or brutal. laughs> uh,
1: there are there's so many more there's ones in india and everything that i, I don't think wow. we need to go into uh of different vampires one that i thought i might note. Know- is, uh, is called the Revenant which is often used interchangeably with vampire or reanimated corpses and if you've seen the movie The Revenant, it's right on par with what this kind of thing does so it's a, uh, an animated corpse that is believed to have been revived from death in order to haunt the living so the Revenant is derived from the old French word Revenant meaning the returning hmm. so uh, there are a number of different cultures, from old Irish Celtic mm-hmm. to Norse mythology, and it's essentially this yeah. this dead person who's come back to life to then come and punish the living or take vengeance <laughs> on them, and that's what Leo did in the movie. Certainly,
2: yeah,
0: <laughs> definitely did. That was rough. It was Chris watched that movie, and I was, and I asked him, "Do you think I would like?" Or, no, no, no. He said. He's like oh it was really good you would have hated it <laughs> just, yeah. Yeah, it's really like I don't know violent and gory yeah it's a what bit of I a hear. rough
1: watch for some things yeah
0: um, what got me about
2: that movie was how cold he looked the whole time yeah like, uh, that must have just been awful
0: I hope okay if there's any kind of sound right now on this podcast on this episode my dog was sitting on my lap for the longest time and the whole time I was just petting him and petting him he was just shedding. <laughs> so <they're> there's <laughs> hair everywhere. So I'm just trying to get so, it off of me. But
1: <laughs> I I bring up the Revenant too, because it's like an inter- interchangeable for the vampire or goes for most people. Uh but the a possible precursor of the revenant legend is in Norse mythology. Uh my last right. name being Ericsson. Uh, my mother's main name being Larson. It's, uh, that's <laughs> what I'm all about in that.
0: My Viking is, man.
1: is uh, called the Dragu or again walker, meaning one who walks after death. And stories involving this often involve confrontations with the creature. Uh, where it, it resists intruders to its burial mound and is often to immune to conventional weapons, which renders the destruction of its body a dangerous affair to be undertaken by individual heroes. It says,
0: "Huh? Oh. What? Okay. What's that? What was that last part? That's individual heroes. Yeah, it was a
1: dangerous affair. So it was something to be uh, worth." being told stories about as you as a hero taking on one of these creatures on your own in order to destroy it because it wasn't something that could be taken down easy, which is like most vampires.
0: Right. Or even zombies.
1: Yeah. Okay. You had to use special weapons, really have your wits about you and be the, you know, vampire hunter, as it were, and not just some regular individual and truly, if you defeated one, then in Norse mythology, it was all about your heroism stood oh, above everything it. else. So if okay. you defeated one of these, then you You're
0: were
2: affected. Yeah.
0: Okay. No, I get it.
2: You've got like your Van Helsing character who's yeah. like the yeah. ultimate <laughs> vampire hunter. He's got like ultra wits about yeah. you know not just anybody can take
1: do. out vampires. It's kind of where the that these all start to, and we see it stemmed out in many different things. Buffy the vampire slayer, right? She's got special mm-hmm. powers that help her to you know, Van Helsing is a perfect example.
2: Uh, yeah, it has got yeah. all those tools and
1: yeah.
0: stuff.
2: Specialized yeah. skills.
1: Or even Blade.
0: Yes! Blade! I oh, want to watch Blade and I've never seen it. I, I think we should do a review. You've never seen it? Oh, no. we should
2: totally do a review. Yeah, I want to. <laughs> it's great. I love Blade. Me
1: too. And they're going to remake that.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, thank God.
0: I don't know. Sometimes that's a good <laughs> idea and sometimes it's bad. Um... Was that all of your?
1: Yeah, vampires? yeah. I mean, there's plenty more, but I think that yeah, are, there's good. The there. notable. Yeah.
0: Um. One thing I wanted to talk about was the counting thing. Okay, so yeah, that that happens in. I mean, we see that in different things. There, I kind of really like that because sometimes parents would arm their children with like little bags of of rice or little bags of something when they had to travel, like at night. It was something to to keep with you. Okay. And there, if you think of the count from Sesame Street, he's always counting. <laughs> oh
2: my God. That goodness. is a
0: call to this folklore, which you wouldn't think like this silly ch- children's show, but somebody yeah. will put that in there because it's accurate, which is kind of funny. And then uh, there's, okay, there's this really good episode of the, oh no, are you still there? Yeah, yeah, sorry, my brother's calling me. Okay, I was just making sure. Um, there's this really good episode of The X-Files, which I have to thank that show. That's the reason I got into all of this. <laughs> like, I love that show. It's you gotta you gotta give props to the 90s good television shows because they were the pioneers of everything that we have. Exactly. Um yeah. okay, so there's this great episode of the X-Files where they're kind of chasing a a vampire and they they go over these different types of lore and one of them is the counting thing and so it ends up being the pizza guy and Mulder is in a hotel room and he orders the pizza but the pizza has like some kind of like sleeping drug in it so that they're easier to like feed off of and he figures it out and he while he's like all drugged up he he grabs something i think it's I don't know what it is, but it's, it's something and he throws it. It's like a bunch of pins or a bunch of something for the purpose of spilling it. And the guy, the vampire is the redheaded kid from the Sandlot. The guy that goes, the great <laughs> Bambino, he's the vampire. So like, not what you'd think of. He's still chubby. He looks exactly the same, except he's like in his twenties. And, yep. and, uh, as he's going, <sighs> like he Moulder throws the stuff and then he goes, Oh, what do you, what'd you go and do that for? And then he goes, what? And like he's like counting them, and it's so good. It's really interesting. Oh, it's we. Yeah, I kind of want to go back to some of these episodes because I'm like, man, they were smart. Because I watched these before I like knew any of this, and when I see things that are accurate, I'm like, hmm, somebody did the research. Anyway,
1: you know, I was thinking because you were saying how you were uh, amazed that in 2004 something like that had happened. One 2013 incident with oh no. the Malayan vampire that I didn't get into. It's called the lang is a a type of vampire, which is the ghost of a woman who died while pregnant or giving birth.
0: That's sad.
1: Uh, Yeah. So it is this uh, type of, creature that it has been described as having incredibly long nails hands extending down to their feet and wearing green robes and they prey on humans preferring the blood of newborn male children Oh! uh, but also consuming newborn female children oh my god Uh, and it, it can take the form of a beautiful woman with long black hair that reaches her ankles and although she may have take the form, or though it can take the form of a floating woman's head from which the entrails and spinal column hang.
0: Oh my god! No, 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 no!
1: (laughs) So with all that in mind... Uh, oh in 2013 villagers uh, in a, a local area in Malaysia reported sightings of one of a lunchshore that was terrorizing the town. The residents described seeing a long-haired banshee flying and cackling in the night and claims of sightings spread to nearby villages. Local authorities urged the villages to remain calm and pray together to repel the spirit.
0: <gasps> That was what the authorities did? That's what the
1: authorities said to do. Rumors of the demonic appearance ended after a local shaman claimed to have captured four of the creatures. A local religious officer acknowledged the existence of the spirit, but cautioned against magic as it may be sacrilegious.
0: Interesting. Well, you know, it's not that weird for the authorities to say, maybe you should pray together. Because let's say all the authorities are like really logical and scientific. Mm -hmm. The people that are scared aren't. So you can't just go... Eh, it's nothing. Go back to sleep. You know, you have to say, yeah, well, all right, try to stay calm. And how about you pray? And now oh, there's something to be said because like you could be patronize, patronizing them if you're not, what were you going to say?
2: Yeah. I, it, I mean, it's either that or the other option is you stage like you're, I mean, if they're scientifically inclined and have like logical inclinations, then it's either, yeah, you like get them to pray about it because what else are you going to do or you stage like this capture of it, you know, for mm-hmm. them and be like, Oh, we got it. You're all good. We got it in the bag.
0: Well, because okay, yeah, done. That would be that's like, <laughs> what a great job. That would be like, <laughs> I wouldn't mind <laughs> just, doing Just like that.
2: appeasing people who think they believe in something <laughs> and, like yeah. you don't. So you just go in and like <laughs> would wink everyone into thinking that you've captured it. And they're like, they got the peace like, of yay. mind
0: and everything. Isn't that like on the Grimm Brothers or the Brothers Grimm? Yes! That movie? That's yeah. what they did, right? The Brothers
2: Grimm. Yeah.
0: Until they found it was like actual, there was like actual real witches. And then they're like, no, 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 we're out. We're done. Like, <laughs> I love that. They are like, oh God. <laughs> that was, that's very creepy. Okay. That's 2013. Yeah. That's, wow, that's seven sad. years ago. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It's just, it just shows you that thing when, <laughs> There's like old world beliefs they can still really hang on. It's really hard to like eradicate all of these beliefs from these cultures that have had it for so long. Yeah. I mean, it's like um I was listening to Joe Rogan interviewing Neil deGrasse Tyson,
2: and Neil deGrasse Tyson was remarking about how um in elevators, inside of the elevator, they don't number the floor 13.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They have and
2: it's like that. That logic, that fear and irrational, in my mind, fear of a number is still so present. You know,
0: they don't so. usually the whole floor. It's not just the elevator. Sometimes they won't have a floor. Thirteen, yep. there's no,
2: no number for it in the elevator. Nothing.
0: <laughs> there's this Mitch Henberg. Do you know who he is? He's mm-hmm. like, yeah. So he was talking about that, like in hotels. <laughs> um, he was like, so the only difference between floor. 13 and floor 12 is if you jump out the window, you're going to die faster. <laughs> like, it's just like really funny. And then like there's another comedian that's like, we all know what floor that is. We all know floor 14 is actually floor yep. <laughs> 13.
2: Yeah, or they like make it into like a service floor that just holds all of the like cleaning supplies and all of the things that they would use to like maintain the building.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That was pretty funny. Did you know that?
1: That they get rid of it?
0: Yeah. yeah yeah Thanks for listening. I hope you join us next time for part two. scare you later.